Hey, Mark. Hey, Katie. Hey, you want to do a podcast? Yeah. Sweet. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to the Unforget Yourself Show, where we use the power of woo and the proof of science to help you identify your blind spots, get over your own bullshit, <gasps> so that you can do the fucking thing you actually want to do. Absolutely. I'm Mark. And I'm Katie. And we're the founders of Unforget Yourself and the creators of the Unforget Yourself system. Look, being a business owner is tough. Yeah. With vulnerability and with humor, mm-hmm. we'll be sharing with you the real stories behind the success of those brave and crazy enough to start their own business and to show you that you're not alone. You're not. Well, from the accidental entrepreneur to the laser-focused CEO, we have honest conversations about how they got to where they are today. We talk about the challenges that they faced and what they're currently dealing with in real time on their roller coaster journey. Along the way, we want to show you that it's, it's you. You are the most important asset in your business. Yeah, you are. So let's cut the bullshit and start the show. Enjoy. Okay. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. So today we have with us Clarissa Wilson, the owner of Nerdy Number Lovers, an accounting firm for small and medium-sized business owners. And they focus on compliance to prevent audits from happening and bookkeeping to keep your business finances in order to make better financial decisions so much easier. Hey, Clarissa, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. You're so, so welcome. Can you expand a bit more on you know, where you are with your business today and the kind of people that you love working with? Sure. So the big thing is that I try to make the accounting and the bookkeeping as easy as possible because it's not easy for most people. And it took me a long time to actually realize that it's not easy for most people when it's easy for me. Mm. Um, I know they're hard topics, but it's just, it took me a while to realize that it's not easy, but I do make it easy because of being an auditor and having 15 plus years of experience as an accountant. Nice. Everything you just said there, isn't that what most people go through? We teach, we coach, we serve in a way that, hey, this is easy for us. Surely it's easy, but other people don't quite see, understand because they haven't had the wealth of experience or um, whatever you've been through. So I love that you. it's easy for you and you want to make it yes. easy for other people because this is kind of important, right? Yeah. You can't exactly run your business if you don't have the accounting and the bookkeeping set up correctly. So when your, your clients come to you, what, what is it that you see time and time again that you have to help them to either overcome personally or to work on to help get them to the point where um, things are, are working well? I see two things. So half of them come to me where they have hired someone who charged about 5 to $8 an hour to do the job. And they did a really crappy job and they're like, I have no idea what my financial reports say. And I feel like I should. And I look at it and I'm like, okay. So like they're putting expenses as assets and assets as revenue. Like it's literally all over the place because you're trying to save money by hiring someone that costs less. But it actually ends up costing you more because you have to hire someone more experienced to be able to fix it, go back and redo everything they did, and then keep that more expensive person going forward. 
And mm. the other the other one is where people are just like, I need to file my taxes and I have no idea what any of my bookkeeping is. And there you go. My accountant won't do it if I don't have my bookkeeping done. Yeah, so yes. with that, I mean, the whole buy cheap, buy twice mentality, it, it, it's so, so true. But as a business owner that maybe doesn't know as much as they should about their accounts because, you know, solopreneurs, entrepreneurs, once we get started, it's tough to have a full comprehension of exactly what we're getting ourselves into. Um, and how, how, do, how do people know what, what are the pitfalls when an account has made or a bookkeeper's made a mistake? It, it's tough to see things that you don't know, right? Exactly. It is very hard to see, see things that you don't know. But when you see things on your financial, financial reports that have the word uncategorized or ask my accountant, that should be an automatic red flag to look further or ask more questions. Mm. So what do you actually help your, your clients with? How do you come in? How do you work with them to be their, their sort of their accounting superhero? I can do everything from cleaning up their bookkeeping and keeping them compliant with making sure they're following the right tax laws for where they are. I do not file tax returns. Because of being a government auditor, I'm not gonna be responsible for anyone else's tax return except for my own, but I will help explain anything related to their accounting that they don't understand, which for most clients in the beginning, it's almost everything. Nice. So you, you guide people through to have that sort of top level understanding, know yep. the basics, know what you need to know so yes. that these mistakes, they don't happen. Exactly. Because most business owners are only focused on the sales. Yeah. Well, the, the, when we first started, that's the important thing. I mean, yeah, fulfillment, doing the job that you, you want to do. That's the, oh, the things we get to do. But then, yeah, obviously marketing sales you have to bring in the business that's important but oh my gosh the focus is, is really on i want to do the work i need to get the work in there's other stuff people don't dream of waking up and being doing their own accounts even no, doing their don't. own sales that's probably not, not in their radar so um what to that point what, what was it for you what was it for you that was the sort of turning point or the moment you're like fuck yes, I want to do my own business. I'm going to do this for myself. This is what I'm doing. What, what was it? So my very first accounting job, I lost after nine months because my focus is towards forensic accounting, which is fraud. <clears throat> um, so I love looking for the fraud and that type of thing. But the accounting firm I was working at, they had ties to the local mob. For real, I'm not making that up. And because I had a tie, had a focus on fraud, they said they told me the reason for letting me go is because I didn't ask enough questions, which wasn't true at all. All of my reviews were like I exceeded expectations. But I, they, the reason for letting me go is I didn't ask enough questions. But it's really because my focus is fraud. And they had special ties. And then I worked a whole bunch of part-time jobs in between there doing accounting for a whole bunch of different companies. 
Mm. And then I was finally like, okay, I need to do this for myself and do other clients. But then once I started it, I got my full-time job as a government auditor. So I was doing my business on the side while being an auditor. And then about five years into being an auditor, I kept getting um, discriminate, discriminated against because I would audit these big, huge companies that were run by men. And I'm telling them they're doing something wrong. And it's the end of the world that they're doing something wrong when they, they think they're not. Mm. So I was super discriminated against. And then I was just like, nope, time to go full-time. And I went full-time in my business and haven't looked back. Fantastic. Um, well, number one, horrendous what you've been through, but also, so we, we can talk about being ousted by the mob. We can talk about the discrimination <laughs> that, that still happens on a daily basis, mm-hmm. but you, you've turned that into, again, fuck this. I'm going to do this for myself. And you've been able to build something beautiful that actually serves people and actually helps people. Cause that's kind of what you were, you were trying to do to start with, but you didn't have the, the, the outlet for it. And so yeah. you created your own beautiful. Yes. So as you were like, yep, I'm all in. What was that journey like for you going from employee to solopreneur to business owner? How has that transition been for you at the start? The only hard part of that transition was the, um, going from having a regular paycheck to having to make sure that I made enough to pay my bills. Because of being an accountant, auditing all of the businesses that I did, and just running my own business, nothing else was actually hard, just making sure that I had enough um, money to pay all of the rest of the bills. So was that getting on like clients? Was it the, 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 the flow of new leads, new clients, referrals? What, what was the challenge to start with? Because every business, yeah, it's going from the perceived safety of a full-time job, which that's only perceived, to the actual, I'm in control of this and I'm, I'm the one who can turn it up and turn it down or, or self-sabotage and make it stop. So what was, what was your biggest challenge to start with, with getting the right clients, the right revenue coming through? I think the biggest thing was my message and getting it so that people actually understood that I knew what I was doing and I could actually make their business much easier to run mm. by helping them make sure their accounting and their bookkeeping were correct. So what helped you to overcome that? Was it just trial and error? Was it finding your voice? What, what was it? Pretty sure it was just trial and error, like just, keep putting myself out there because most clients just come to me. I do not um, send pitches. Um, Clients just basically show up on my doorstep and they're like, I think I want to work with you. Beautiful. Love that. I mean, it's absolutely not scalable, but that's beautiful that 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 is happening. Mm -hmm. So let's fast forward to today. So you've been able to build your business. You've got a beautiful roster of clients you're doing the work that you love to do yes what are the next steps for you what are you what are you facing going forward now what's what are the new challenges as you continue to 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 aim to grow i think the newest big challenge is being able to trust the right people to build a team 
to do things the way that I've already been doing them with my clients and continue the process of keeping up the, the level of work that I do. Mm. So it's bringing on people to start. To, is it so you can step away? Is it so that you can take on, so, so replicate yourself, get more clients because you're only one person. You can only do so much in your business. Yes. So number one, what's, what's the plan? What's the reason for bringing on more people for you? To basically, like you said, to replicate myself and be able to build a full, full accounting firm. So what is the struggle with bringing people on? I mean, I was, we were joking offline about, you know, your experience mm -hmm. and, uh, yeah, oh, you know too much. You've seen too much having all this different experience. So, um, and it can be tough as a, as a solopreneur to bring other people into your business because you've got a set way of doing things. You, you care so much mm -hmm. about your business and it's, it's built on you know, your, your, your need and your desire to serve. So there's a yeah. value, there's a mission, there's a foundation there that's, it's kind of against letting go and letting other people do it. So what's, what's so tough from your perspective? So I think like with being a government auditor, seeing how people have done horrible jobs and having half the clients that I have now come to me because they hired someone else who again, didn't do a very good job. Mm. Like it's finding that person that, can continue to do the job that I do and pay attention to what's actually happening. I think that's one of the biggest things that I do for my clients is I actually pay attention to what's actually happening in their business. And I can, most clients can come to me and I can answer their questions without even looking in their bookkeeping. So there's a mix of experience, there's a mix of skills, there's a mix of giving a shit and actually caring yes um how, i think that's the biggest people, one what actually actually caring about yeah um, okay let's break this down what what should they care about what should they care about the clients and their act the accuracy of their bookkeeping and financial reports so they have to care about the clients they have to care about the accuracy there needs to be yeah. attention to detail yes okay How many people have you found so far that fit the bill or have you not quite got to that step? It's like, I, I, it's, it's hard. It's hard. I haven't even started. I haven't even gotten to that step because the, the getting started part of like getting past that hump of like, can I actually trust these people? Ooh, lovely. Again, I'm, I'm trying to put it on thread here that could, <laughs> other people at home is like, it's a different business. Like, yes, that's my challenge. That's where I'm at. So you haven't started yet. You're at that transitional point, which sounds, it sounds like you've hit the level where it's like, I can't do any more. My clients, I, I don't even advertise. But yeah, I've got a full roster of clients. I love the people I work with. I'm getting great results for them. I'm helping them. How the fuck do I move forward? What, what do I do? So is it, do you know what to do? Do you need the clarity on exactly what it is? Is there a lack of clarity there? Or is it, now, Mark, I, I know exactly what I should do. I just can't do it. Yep. It's the second one. I know exactly what I need to do. I mean, I've been in the business world for 15 plus years, so I know exactly what needs to be done. It's just oh, nice. that how next long, step. How long have you been sat here thinking, well, obviously you've got comfort. You've got that beautiful, dangerous place of you can stay where you are. 
everything's fine. Everything's kind of working, which is the killer of dreams. Mm-hmm. Um, what happens? Let's play worst case. Let's play you. I'm, I'm the devil on your shoulder now. What happens if you bring someone on and, oh, it doesn't go quite well. What, what happens? I can do one of two things. I can let them go and find someone else, or I can basically put them on probation, like, and tell them, give them certain steps that they have to follow to get off of probation in a way. That doesn't sound too big and scary. No. So it can't be that. What, what's the big and scary thing that's, what's the real reason? Because that's the top level answer. And you, you just coached yourself that you answered your own question. <laughs> so that's not the answer. What is it? The other big thing that comes up is making sure that there's enough money in the bank account to pay salaries. Mm. So your ability to bring in more business. Yeah. Different business to, oh, because if your business was built on follow me here your business is built on i i give a shit i care i want people to not go through all that dumb crap that other people are doing you really care about others you really care about your clients that's that's a lot of pressure there as well yes so adding more pressure of now you got to take care of someone else's oh, crumbs their lifeline their mortgage their rent payment their family is that a sort of secret fear that's like that's that's a lot to take on yes and then what if it's 10 people? Exactly. What if it's 100? Oh my gosh, the empire you're going to build. Yep. Okay. So is it about trust or is it about how I can build my business, how I can scale my business? Because it sounds like you know what to do with the employees to bring them on. There's just that level of letting go trust. Uh-huh. There's also how the fuck do I scale a business that I've, I've never had to advertise. Everything comes to me. Is there an element of not knowing how, what to do there? Or is that, again, I know what to do. I just can't fucking do it. Yeah, so the advertising, it's I know what to do, but I can't do it because I just get overstimulated after doing the client work. I'm like, nope, I need to, need to rest, recharge before I can do anything else. And then by the time I've rested, it's like, Time to do something else. Ah, so time. Time is a challenge. You haven't got the time to bring in new business. Bringing in employees will free up that time. I mean, to start with, it may add a few more more tasks as you get them up to speed. Mm -hmm. So the employees will give you more time. But you can't do that until you bring in more business. Oh, I can see a little loop that you're stuck in. Yeah. How long have you been stuck here? I realized it, I want to say in February of this year, uh-huh. when a client actually asked me on, or a potential client, asked me, the client, he's a client now, but he asked me on a call if I had a team. And after that call, I was like, okay, I think I'm actually at the point where I need to start building a team because I have that many clients that I do need more time yeah but it's that again you keep saying you know what to do yeah it's just that how it's just managing yourself as an entrepreneur we need 
time and space to, to recalibrate, to take care of ourselves mentally, emotionally, physically, we need the energy. And if you're, you're one-on-one clients, it, it takes its toll because it can be tough. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, Heidi is the queen of the nap. She, she needs this downtime to recalibrate herself. It's important. We all have different ways of being able to do that. And if we don't, I guess you've teased on the edge of burnout. I guess you've pushed yourself too far. Mm-hmm. Yep. Was that Especially when you have ADHD and you get that, like, you get that hyper focus where you're focused on one thing for like six hours. And then the next day you're completely burnt out. And then it takes another day to get back to where you were doing. Right. So your ADHD plays a role. It, it means you can be so focused. You can be so clear. You can be such, put your heart and soul into something. Mm-hmm. A blessing and a curse, but it's also, it's taxing. It's hard. It takes it out of you. Yeah. So the blessing and a curse. Yes. So you're going to be asking other people who may not have your, call it what it is, it's a fucking superpower to pay the same attention, to be so precise. It's going to be fun trying to find the right people. Yes. Is it going to be yes. fun or is it like, it's, it's fun, but it's fucking scary, Mark. Shut up. <laughs> it's, it is both. Like, because I do, I love talking to people to like continue to be able to grow. But at the same time, it's like, can I actually bring in even more clients to be able to pay the salary of even more people, not just my own salary? Mm. Yeah. What if you can leverage what you already have? What if you can leverage the skills, the care? If you care this much about your clients, or if you could put that into caring about your first employee, or maybe bring in two, do two at the same time. Same amount of time training, allow them to work with each other. If you can leverage your focus and your skill sets and not focus on the the threats of what if they're not good enough, what if they make a mistake? Uh You've already already logified it for for yourself. If they make a mistake, I'll let them go. Or we'll retrain, put them on probation. Mm -hmm. It's not like them. You're not saying, Mark, if they make a mistake, I'll die. I'll lose my whole business. All my clients will leave me. Maybe that's part of it, right? Actually, I don't even, that doesn't even cross my mind. There we are. So find out where these fears are, what this is. Unlock mm-hmm. those. Ooh, and how can you leverage what you have? Leverage that damn superpower. Because it is one. We see it time and time again. Yeah. This is going to be fun. It will. I'm actually excited, so... Ah, yes. So what's your plan? What's the plan going forward? Tell me about it. To finish building my standard operating procedures um, book, I've gotten probably five of them done for my clients because I have one for each client specifically Mm because not every client is the same. I also have my um, CRM, my client management system built. So that's already built because... I wouldn't be able to function in my business if I didn't have that. Um, you and every other business owner, nothing should be on memory. Everything should be nice and organized. Um, absolutely. Well, I think the ADHD like really makes that even more important because 
even though you can go off of memory, yes, which is what I used to do for the first six years of my business. Yeah. Um, Cause I've only had the CRM built for a year and a half, two years now. Um, so like I went off of memory, but you would, I would forget like the little things and then I, so I understand the mistakes that people make because I've done it because I forgot the little things because they weren't in a CRM like that. Mm. So that part's built. So the next part is just build out the um, job application and find people to apply, I guess. And then the fun and games really begins. Yes. Ah, oh, love that. Hey, Clarissa, thank you so, so much for sharing your journey, everything that you're going through and behind the scenes as you take that scary next step to, to expand your business. It's beautiful to hear. Thank you for having me. This was a fun conversation. You're so welcome. Look, if people want to find out more about, about you and your mm-hmm. services, where can they find you? Nerdy Number Lovers across everything. So nerdynumberlovers.com, Nerdy Number Lovers on TikTok and Instagram. Super stuff. Everyone, if you're curious, go check it out. And hey, Clarissa, thank you so much for, for sharing everything with us today. It's been, it's been so much fun. Thank you. It was fun talking to you. You're so welcome. Hey, Katie. Yeah, Mark? Want to do an outro? I sure do. Sweet. Hey, thank you so, so much for listening and making it to the end. Yay, you. So what happens next? Uh, We ask them the things that podcasters are supposed to ask at the end of an episode. Can you please rate, review, download? Subscribe. Mm. Yeah. But why is it important? Because that's how our podcast gets noticed that's how people find us it is and we want all their earballs <laughs> all the earballs all over the place we do nice yeah so please do all those things we'll be ever so grateful and then more people hear your beautiful voice or yours oh yeah <laughs> see you next time bye <laughs>